Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 141, 10 Elements of Powerful Podcast Promos, with Mike and Isabella Russell. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And we've got a great episode for you today. And I say we because I'm welcoming Mike and Isabella Russell on from Music Radio Creative. If you haven't checked out Music Radio Creative, you've got to do it. They host a podcast now together, husband and wife hosting a podcast about podcasting, giving great audio tips, production tips, promotional tips, and Mike Russell is amazing on YouTube. He's got so many Adobe Audition videos that if you search for Adobe Audition, you'll probably find Mike Russell's videos near the top, and I'll have a link to his videos and their website and more in the show notes for this episode, which will be at the Audacity to Podcast dot com slash 141. We share and discuss 10 elements of what makes a powerful podcast promo. And these are some great action items. And we even threw in a little bonus tip at the end. So check these out. And I'll give you the list really quickly before we get into the actual content. It's number one, call to action. Number two, promo length. Number three, audio clips of your podcast. Four, use professional voice talent. Five, think about music choice. Six, consider your promo as a donut. That's a pretty sweet one to get into. Number seven, keep it clean. Number eight, what's the name of your podcast? Number nine, silence. Number 10, be shareable. And then we have a bonus discussion in there about copyright content and what you can and can't use in your podcast. So please check out Mike and Isabella Russell's service that they provide at Music Radio Creative and check it out through my affiliate link, theaudacitytopodcast.com slash MRC. And any links and information that we share in this episode will be at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 141. And before we get into our interview, I want you to hear how amazing their production quality is. If you haven't already heard this, they do such a great job with this. And here is their own promo for their own services. Listen. Discover. Share your ambitions. Express your feelings. Capture what matters. Open the world of audio. The world of audio. Where everything is made to amaze. Music Radio Creative. Music Radio Creative. Music Radio Creative. Music Radio Creative. Mike and Isabella Russell, you guys do an amazing job with your audio promos. Thank you for joining me. Well, Daniel, you do a great job with your podcast. We absolutely love it. It's great to be here. Thank you for for having us. Podcasters are always looking to grow their audiences. And one of the ways that they're not taking advantage of this is with audio promos. And that's why I really wanted to get you guys on here, because you not only produce great audio, but you make these great audio promos for podcasters. I think it's worth to emphasize the difference between the intro and the promo because it may not be clear to everyone. Intro is something that you do for your podcast. So just before you start speaking on the, you know, on, on your podcast, it introduces um, to anyone who tunes into it already, where the promo is designed to purely promote your podcast on other sources than your own um, website or podcast itself. Mm. So th- that's, I think, quite important to to make the difference between the two. Now, we don't actually have the product designed for promos yet, but it is something that is coming on very soon. Yeah. If you follow Daniel's link, go to the audacity to podcast.com slash MRC. And then when you get to our site, click for podcasters, and then you'll see the products we have there and, and we will be adding more. Yeah. Tell me, what are the elements that podcast promos should really have as someone is either making them themselves or they're looking to hire Music Radio Creative, the audacity to podcast.com slash MRC, in order to make a promo for them? What are those elements? 
Well, I think there are 10 key elements that we'd like <laughs> to cover in, in the podcast with you, Daniel. Also, I would say just before we go into point one, I think Iz is going to come in with point one. I would say that actually podcasting is starting to introduce some of those elements from old school radio, but in a very clever way. Like I hear a lot of um, presenter read endorsements, like uh, sometimes you'll read a sponsor message uh, in, in your show. And that harks back to the radio sort of presenter endorsed read. And I think it's even more personal when you hear it on a podcast. So I think the power of podcasting for, for promos or endorsing products is, is extremely strong. Hmm. I remember the old time radio shows where they actually had the commercial guy like the, uh, oh, I can't remember the names now, but some of the old time comedy like Jack Benny, for example, or uh, hmm. the great Gildersleeve, where they would have one particular character who had come in and was a character of the story, but their only purpose was to promote the sponsor. But they were still yeah. a character mm. of the story. And the great way that they intertwined that. Mm, absolutely. Right. Well, let's get into our top 10, Mike. Um, well, the first, number one, is the call to action. And in my opinion, it's very important that in the, the promo um, or any promotional material that you do, um, to have just one, because giving someone a shopping list, list of the size of, um, y you know, the length of your hand is, mm. is not going to or be effective, arm. right? Of your arm. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. So, so if you were, let's talk about uh, maybe a 30 second podcast promo, right? Yeah. So you want to, you want the listeners to remember one thing, and that's the name of your podcast. Where do you put the call to action at the start or the end? Well, I think it would be good to put it in multiple times so that you emphasize the importance of that point. So, if, if you have a website, repeat it a few times. So, you know, the, the promo is going to contain your best bits, mm. but you can make the sort of separate notes in there with just a branding of, of your website. So it mm. could be, um, you know, whatever the website is, um, you could put it in there. And I think um, actually a point that you, you come up with quite often, Daniel, related to calls to action, don't just say something like, find us on iTunes in the promo. <laughs> <I> <laughs> That's one of your pet peeves, isn't that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, you know, give a vanity URL mm. or something like that. But, or just, but also yeah. make the URL very clean and make it very straightforward because very often I hear uh, www. You know, mm. musicradiocreative.com slash podcast slash episode number 39 like or whatever else. You know, it just has to be straightforward and yeah. easy to remember. And, and brand yourself with your website as much as possible. So like you, Daniel, you'll always say, I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, you know. Mm, absolutely. So would you so, say the, the podcast domain is the best call to action to point people to that? I think so. If your landing page is um, has everything that you want the mm. listener to have. So, you know, if, if you want people to uh, subscribe to your um, feed, make sure it's very easy to do so on the front page. Mm -hmm. If you want people to uh, like you on Facebook, follow you on Twitter or whatever else, it all has to be on your front page. Yeah. But I think the easiest way really then to interact with, with the audience is to, to get those people on the mailing list. I agree with mm. you, Isabella. I think everything should be right there on your primary domain so yeah. music radio creative we have primary actions we want a user to take mm. secondary actions daniel you'll know all about this with your web design background mm. um the primary action is to to build the audio and then secondary action is to divide yourself into are you from radio are you a mm. dj are you a podcaster and then the the other actions we've got are check out the blog check out the podcast yeah. so yeah everything is there on the primary domain. So it's very important that you think about what is the most important thing for you. Um, so, you know, is it getting people on a mailing list? And if that's the case, if that's your primary um, call to action, make sure it's visible on the website as well. Because, it, you know, it's it's giving the audience a clear um, thing to do. And that's important. Do not confuse people with, with multiple things on the website as well. Yeah, so I, I was thinking about this when you gave me your outline. And one of the first things that I thought of is all of these promos out there, when people promote their podcast, they, they say, find us on our website, find us in iTunes, follow us on Twitter, uh, join us on Facebook, all of this stuff. And it's in their promo. But what you're saying is really focus on what people who don't already listen to the podcast can go to a single place in order to connect with you instead of giving them all these places even before exactly. they know whether they want to subscribe to you. Exactly, because not everyone is going to be on Facebook. Not everyone is going to be finding you through iTunes. Mm. Some people may use other things to, mm. to, you know, to find podcasts. So just, just make it easy for the listener to, to follow you and interact with you the way that suits them. 
I think this rule applies to so many things, like not just promoting your podcast, making a, a promo that someone will play in their other podcast, but even within podcasts, they'll have their own sort of promo. Maybe it's for a book they're writing or some video series or a product or whatever it might be. And a single call to action really helps them focus. Absolutely. Definitely. And you've got to think if you're like, for instance, you say writing a book, then, you know, where can you pick that up? You can probably pick it up from the Apple iBook store. You can probably get it from Amazon as well. So where do you want to send someone to get your book? Is it the Amazon store? Is it iBooks? Is it your website? Probably your website. Yeah, I'm a big fan of sending people to a single place, a website, and then that's what links to everything else. So people can see, oh, there's the Amazon logo, the Nook logo, and all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. So, um, well, we've got point number two about uh, promo lengths. So, well, I'm I'm an old school radio guy, as you know, Daniel. So I would say 30 seconds. It has to be bang on 30 seconds. But I know you're going to disagree with me, Isabella. <laughs> well, I, I think I could either disagree or agree, really, because um, it depends. You have to think of who's going to be playing that promo, right? So um, you may have your promo played on another podcast that is just 10 minutes long. And then, you know, throwing in a 45 second or a minute second, minute long uh, promo is going to be too much for that particular listening audience. Um, so I actually would say that it may be worth to have two or three variations. Mm, I'm going to throw some controversial and, and I can varying, see your face now. As well. <laughs> one, one thing I'd say uh, is remember the 30 second skip forward button on, on many uh, podcast players. <laughs> well, now, when you're saying that, are you saying that as if keep your promos 30 seconds so that someone can easily skip it or make your promo longer than 30 seconds? So if someone tries to skip it, they still get your call to action at the end. Well, actually, I'm going to contradict myself. And I was hoping Isabella would, would argue this point um, because um, working in radio, you had to have promos at certain lengths. You had to have them 30 seconds, 20 seconds. And the number of hours, Daniel, I would spend in production studios trying to time stretch this or time stretch before the beautiful time stretch inside Adobe Auditions multi-track <laughs> where you had to actually manually time stretch each element of the promo. Uh, it was a real pain. And I don't think you have to do that with podcasting. There's no rule to say your promo has to be 30 seconds. Mm. No. So actually, you know, don't worry about it too much. Keep it. I actually quite like short and snappy promos. Mm. And one guy, uh, a mutual friend of ours I know who does this very well is Dave Jackson. And he will play 10 second promos and he will not even announce them. He'll just finish talking. The promo will play. And before you know it, he carries on talking as if nothing happened. And I think that is the best way to insert a promo into any podcast. I think that also with, with the promos, it's more about um, making it convenient for whoever is going to be playing them as well, because it is important point. You, you have to try and cater for, you know, the person who's going to be advertising you. So I think I would be a fan of actually making two or three different variations, one very short one for those podcasters who have perhaps very short podcast and, you know, don't want to disturb the audience with too much content. And those who are very happy to play 30 second promo because they feel it's relevant to to the audience. So perhaps a couple of variations and then you are giving the choice to the person who's um, taking it on, right? Isabella, what would you say those variations should be? How many seconds for each one? I don't think there should be any rule. As Mike says that, you know, like with radio, you had to make sure to slot in the exact um, length of audio. But I think the optimum would be perhaps 15 and 30 seconds. This, this is kind of enough to grab an attention and um, enough not to disturb the, the flow of the, the podcast that's going to be using them. What I really like um, is uh, the promo uh, that uh, you worked on recently for Social Media Examiner uh, for their Social Media Success Summit. And the thing that I thought was really clever about this is um, I really enjoy listening to Social Media Marketing with Michael Stelsner and the way he uses the promo, but he, he will use it uh, to build up to talking about the event. So after he's played the promo with all the details, he'll then go on and tell you a little bit more about the event. Um, but I've also noticed that uh, recently Cynthia Sanchez also played the promo on her podcast, which is, I think, a fantastic example of a podcast about social media, about a social media network, about Pinterest, uh, promoting a very relevant conference. Take your social media and content marketing to an entirely new level. Visit socialmediasummit13.com to secure your ticket today.
And remember, you don't have to have a promo fully produced. Obviously, it sounds professional and great if it mm. is. Um, but Daniel, I mean, at the end of every podcast you do, you talk about the Noodle uh, MX network and you talk about all your other shows. Um, it takes you about 10 seconds to do that. Technically, that's a promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I have all of our network co-hosts record their own promos. I give them a script for it and then they can voice it then however they want they can either speak it each time like that's actually what i do i speak it each time so it's a little bit different every time but then i know some of the others will just record it once and then be able to play that at the end it's not produced or anything like that but maybe i should be talking to uh i don't know music radio creative about making a promo for some of that sure thing we can help absolutely i'm I'm a big fan of mixing things up Mm. so i really like what you do daniel at the end where you'll you'll sometimes have a new podcast like i think recently you've just announced a new under the dome podcast coming and you got really excited about that you see i i like the 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 podcast presenter's personality shining through so i think yeah if you have a professionally produced promo get you in it get your personality oh yes that's a must that definitely is a must so Mm. and that leads on to point three really doesn't it audio clips of your podcast your very best bits yes i think it's very good to use them in your promo and actually that was just something that i was about to to add as well that it may be very difficult to keep it to 30 seconds because you do want to sort of cut the best bits and doing a good mixture of those best bits you know to give the listener good flavor of what you are talking about may actually take you over those 30 seconds. So you have to take that in mind, really. Uh, but I think it's important. It's very important you do those. Um, and the reason behind it is just what you just said, Mike, essentially giving the flavor of your personality, um, just your sound, and um, showing the new audience who you are in a little bit of a, a, I guess, more descriptive way. When you say best bits, uh, some podcasters out there might think, oh, I've got this great best bit and it's two minutes long. Do you know, I think that it is going to be a very challenging job, but I I would say that let someone else listen to it and judge for you because for you, it's going to be really hard to choose those best bits. You can give a producer or, you know, perhaps just have a, a third eye on it. Well, ear really, <laughs> uh, to, to actually listen and say to you, do you know what, Daniel? I think actually this one was better than the other. Select that one instead of this one. But I would n- never advise for you only to listen to them and select them only on your own judgment. So I'm thinking a comedy podcast here, for example, where they might have a five-minute story leads up to some killer punchline, and then there's the laughter. Do you think a a best bit from that could be, instead of trying to include the story, maybe include the punchline and the laughter? Does that communicate what they're about? That would work for me. Um, From, uh, again, injecting a little bit of radio here, what they tend to do when they make uh, particularly... You'll probably be aware of uh, breakfast show promos you hear on your local radio station. It's like, you know, the crazy morning crew. And then it will come in with, you know, uh, probably three or four different clips of what they did in the morning because there's not enough time to do one thing. So it'll be like, you know, and the punchline, laughter, laughter, laughter. And then on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Short, snappy clips. I'm a fan of that. And I I was just about to add as well that a good producer um, and actually someone from a radio background would know exactly what to do there. And those people would be Mm. the best people to actually do the promo for you with those those intakes because they have been trained for years and years and years on how to do it most effectively on radio and they had to they had to be effective short and snappy they couldn't be going on for five minutes great well what about you mentioned earlier use your own voice but you also said use a professional voice whose voice should be in the promo if i'm getting a promo done for my own podcast should people hear my voice or hear someone else talk about me when you announce uh the the promo so when you say you know um, listen to daniel j J. lewis on um, this website or that website that should be a professional voice artist when we take those intakes from your podcast that's obviously you and that's just showing who the the presenter of of the podcast is. But those uh, promotional parts where you send people to the website or ask them to do something, in my opinion, that should be done by a professional voice artist. Definitely. I agree with you. I think having um, a voice artist at the the beginning or the end or something maybe sung at the start and the end uh, brands your promo. And also, uh, it is important to have you in it. Um, but don't be announcing your own show because uh, mm. to me that sounds a bit cheap and tacky. And I can tell a story about 
working in commercial radio where budgets were tight and uh, they would often get the on-air personalities to to voice commercials uh you know for local businesses that wanted to advertise and to me um i know that's there's a different thing between a presenter doing a presenter endorsement and then a fully produced promo and when you have presenters doing fully produced uh, commercials and promos i i think that's too much so definitely have you in it but use use a a voice talent i would suggest mm-hmm. And this is your your fourth point about use a professional voice talent. And I, I think some podcasters out there might think, well, no one else has the passion for the subject that I do. So could that passion come out as well if someone is using a professional voiceover? But it's not about making that voiceover speak the content for you. You are still going to be um, the person that listeners are listening to, right? So that the purpose of the voice artist is here purely to brand the promo. It's not to, and it just shows the listeners you're a little bit more pro about how you, how you present things. It's the same with, you could have the same conversation about using intros and outros for the podcast, right? It would sound quite strange if you were to do the, the intro yourself and then just go into, you know, being the host. So you say, and here is your host, Daniel J. Lewis. Hi, I'm yeah. Daniel J. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of contradiction you would get in there. But actually, um, going back to my uh, my childhood, when I, I've mm. always been a, a radio and sort of broadcasting geek, I, I used to actually voice my jingles and do the show, but that was back on my bedroom radio station. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly different, right? <laughs> bedroom radio station. I think that still describes many podcasters right now. <laughs> You have to start somewhere, right? Well, that's it. I mean, that's that's the thing yeah. with the internet now. I mean, you know, I, thank goodness the internet wasn't around when I was doing bedroom radio because all those clips of me would be online forever. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got some demo tapes of me before my my voice broke, all stuffed away in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I mean it's it's good, and I think the the best thing about having the internet mm-hmm. around now is that you can experiment from a very early age because I knew can, yeah. I knew from. Oh, uh, single digits in years that I wanted to do this. But, you know, there will be people out there who are now asking, so what if I can't afford to pay a you know professional voice artist to record this for me? What options do they have? I'd argue that um, uh, voiceovers are very affordable. Well, they are, but if you are a teenager and you are just dreaming of starting your own podcast about your favorite TV show, for example, right, your mum and dad may say, um, no, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for this, you know. It may be quite difficult for someone, right? So actually, I would say that if that is the case, if you truly can't afford uh, to pay anything, I would say perhaps, you know, choose the best bits of your podcast um, and maybe ask your friend to record it for you. Yeah. You know, it's better It's better to, to do it that way than, than I think have it recorded um, by yourself. Just having a different voice just breaks it up a little bit, keeps, you know, brings the attention to uh, what you are trying to say. Uh, just make sure that the friend has fairly kind of acceptable voice. <laughs> so what are some of the ways that they can take advantage of the voice? Like what kinds of things should they be asking a professional voice artist to do? What kind of content should they give them? Well, they would need to give them a script. So you would have to script the um, the actual promo. You have to think it through. So you have to think, what, well, obviously you, you would choose the best um, parts of your podcast. And then you have to have an introduction to it and the call to action. So some sort of introduction to the podcast in a few words. Um, and then, a, you know, a website link or the call to action. And that's it. It really doesn't have to be much. And I think it should be kept to the minimum. It really should be kept to an absolute minimum. It can't be lengthy because it's going to take a long time. What about the musical aspect of this? Mike, I know that you're a big fan of the musical intros and outros and podcast bumpers and such. Definitely. Well, I would mm-hmm. say that's, that's really point number five to consider when you're, you're thinking about a promo or the branding of your podcast. Um, think about the music and, and try and target it to your who your ideal listener is. So, you know, uh, rock music maybe for a sort of sporty male audience. And uh, But you also have to really th- – there are quite a few points I think you have to take into consideration. One, Mike, you've covered, and it is think of the audience uh, that you are trying to target. But also make sure that the music you choose um, also suits your style of delivery of the podcast. So, you know, if you are – fairly fast speaker and very upbeat you can't choose a track that's you know very slow and uh, you know monotone you you can't do that it has to be something that matches and reflects your personality at the same time 
But I don't think it's wise to choose the music you simply like and disregard the audience. So, you know, you could be a big fan of heavy metal, but your audience could be mums aged 40 <laughs> plus, right? It's not going to <laughs> sound very well. <laughs> but I mean, there are, as you know, Daniel, there are thousands of uh, millions probably of royalty free tracks out there. Uh, and a little tip that I really like about if you're going through a royalty free uh, music site and you're looking specifically yourself for a piece of music to use on the podcast, maybe, I mean, that's what we do at Music Radio mm-hmm. Creative. We help people to decide what kind of music they're going to mm-hmm. use and how they're going to make it sound. But I know a lot of podcasters like to do it this, themselves. That's, you know, we take initiative and we look for things. Um, one good thing you can do on many royalty free sites is you can get different cuts of music. So you can get like the full three minute mix which you could use for an intro. And then you can get shorter mixes like 30 second or 20 second mixes that would be good for promos. And also if I would say if it's a very busy track, like uh, some tracks have like, you know, trumpets going off saxophones and piano and guitar everywhere. And it's like, you know, so much going on everywhere and might be good for an intro. But if you're doing a, a promo and you really want the voice to stand out as opposed to the music obliterating everything you're trying to, to communicate, sometimes you can get mix outs, of that music, um, you know, with just the drum beat or just the drum beat and the, the keyboard or the piano. And um, you can use alternative mixes for your promos. But I would also add that if you already have well-made intro and you are using some track to brand your podcast, use the same track because that enhances the, the branding experience, right? Yeah, but what I was saying is you can get different mix outs of that track. You can, but it's not always possible. Mm-hmm. And it costs extra. Yeah. So, you know, for someone who's looking... For an easy solution, um, I would say the same music as as the intro uh, music you use for your podcast. Do you know, I've, I've, there is one that um, I actually genuinely enjoyed working on, and I thought this is a really good way to find a good music track. It's the Gun Holsters Talk, um, and it's a, quite an unusual podcast um, about gun holsters. Um, and it's a company that produces gun holsters, and they have created a podcast about um, just different ways you can wear it and, you know, just so many different things about it. But, um, I found that the music choice we went for on that particular podcast was just spot on. And if you had that sort of music or the promo or any other campaigns, it just, it, it just suits the topic, the audience, just to the dot. This is the Gun Holster Talk, brought to you by thewintherupholsters.com. Bringing together the knowledge of firearm safety, news in the gun industry, as well as methods of effective concealment and the latest gun holster fashion tips. It is time to welcome your host and the gun holster expert, Winthrop DeFritas. Many sites like JewelBeat.com, Premium Beat, and Music Bakery, and sites like that, professional level sites, the JewelBeat yeah, is on the low end, but you can find a song and then they'll have the 30 second, 15 second, 10 second, 60 second versions. But then some of the other sites like uh, Music Alley, which is where I got the music that I use for the Audacity to podcast, and I got a an unlimited license actually from the producer of that music. And by the way, I'll have his link in the show notes for this episode. But that's something where I have full access to the song, but it's a single song. And I could cut that up, you're saying, and use parts of it for my promo. Absolutely. You could do. Yeah, Yeah. you could. And um, I don't know, I haven't heard the full track, but... um is it is it a long track, Daniel? Is it like three or four minutes? Yeah, it's about three minutes, I think, the whole track. I mean, there may be a, a part of that music uh, that you don't use regularly in your podcast that you could maybe cut out and use for a promo. Suitable. So mm. it sounds similar, but it's not exactly the same. Yeah, I think it's important. Now, the other thing that I think is worth to add at this point when we are talking about the music is the licensing, because you do have to make sure that the license that you um, you get from the royalty website covers you for either multiple use or that specific um, broadcast method. So it's, it's very important to check on that because often when you buy something from the royalty website, the example, really good example is the audio jungle. If you buy one track, um, you only can use it in one project. So if you want to use it in another project, you have to buy it again and if then again. If you buy the standard license. And of course, yeah. those terms are subject to change, of course. They so. are. So it's, it's important to know that. 
Yeah, and I know they're different with each site. Some sites will say you buy it once and you can use it on unlimited projects. But I've also seen sites, like you say, where you have to yeah. purchase it every time you use it. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mike, the next point is really something from you. It's quite sweet, but One it's about donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that about? <laughs> use a donut. What's a donut? I use all this jingle jargon every day. Well, you know what it all means. No, I do now, yeah. on a regular basis, but all of this uh, jingle jargon. So yeah, uh, consider your promo as a donut. What I mean by that is that you have, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier when we said about get that pro voice artist to introduce your promo. So the Audacity Podcast with Daniel J. Lewis. And then you've got some music playing. And then at the end, the voice artist says, uh, you know, find this podcast and more podcasts at noodle.mx or something like that as the call to action. Mm. So in the middle, you've just got the music playing. So if you get your promo produced like that with a space of, say, 20 to 25 seconds, you can then yourself as the podcaster insert your favorite clips. If you want to actually insert clips that you've made or freshen up the promo every week or every month, or perhaps you've got a special announcement to do and you just want to come in and, and do a monologue for 20 seconds and say, Hey, you must tune into this week's audacity to podcast. My guest this week are Mike and Isabella. They're going to be telling you about podcast promos and audio branding for your podcast. So it's a good way for you to have a professional sounding uh, promo but be able to update it on a regular basis. I like that mm. because that is something I've thought about as if I have a promo produced, well, then I'm stuck with it and I'd have to pay again to have it updated later on. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it's what happens in radio all the time. I mean, um, cross promotion is, is an essential part of being on air on, on the radio station. And often presenters are required to make a promo. Usually if they do a breakfast show or a drive time show, they're required to do a daily promo. So having a donut is a lifesaver because you just pull, you just earmark, literally when you've, when you've done a funny bit on the air, you just say, right, 9.15 a.m. I did that funny bit and I'm going to pull that out. And <laughs> this is the illusion as well. You think, uh, well, at the bigger stations, you do have producers working around you who make these promos for you. But at a lot of the smaller stations, you're actually on air marking your favorite bits. And then when you get off air, you're producing the promo. So yeah, having a donut is a time saver. And, and for podcasters, it's great. If you do the podcast, you just say right at, uh, you know, 38 minutes in, we had this discussion and that was a funny bit. I'm going to put that in today's promo. That is sweet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea of the donut. <laughs> handy. Mm, handy. So point number seven, Mike. Oh, point number seven. Uh, this is um, actually, well, uh, technically from Daniel's podcast because I heard him doing a whole podcast on keeping your podcast clean. And then I thought, ah, yeah, you should do that with promos too. Yeah. So, and I mean, really, Daniel, you put it across really well in, in the episode. Um, I guess you'll be able to refer to that in the show yeah, notes because I, I can't remember the number. <laughs> yeah, episode 138, if anyone wants to look that up. But why do you think a promo, even if the podcast is not clean, you're saying the promo should be clean? If you want to reach the widest audience possible. Uh, so who else do you want to play your promo? I guess if you're doing a really explicit uh, kind of podcast, uh, then maybe you only want your promo to play on other explicit podcasts. But, you know, I, th I think that I would still want to keep it clean. And the reason behind it is you can beep it out, but then you are not excluding potential podcasts who could advertise the content for you. And also the thing I, I like about it, and this is actually going to be point 10 about being shareable, and we'll get into what we mean by mm. that. But um, it's just basically to sum it up very briefly, it's, you know, so that it could be shared on Facebook or Twitter easily. And, you know, I don't think you want to be sharing yeah. explicit content in, in Facebook or, or anything like that. So if yeah. you can keep it clean, you'll get the maximum amount of coverage, hopefully. Yeah, I could see doing this a lot because I keep all of my podcasts clean and actually use the clean tag on them. But I'll mention other podcasts. And I know some of the other podcasts I mention in across all of the podcasts I host, not all of them are clean. I don't think I mention any explicit ones. But certainly if I ever played a promo, I'd want the promo to be clean for my content, mm -hmm. even if I'm recommending content that is not as clean or not using the yeah. clean tag. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you've got the clean tag on your podcast, you're not going to want to play an explicit promo. It's, it's going to go against the way you've tagged your podcast. So, mm. Absolutely. Yeah. What's point eight? Well, we kind of covered that um, a little bit earlier on. It's, it's about making sure that the name um, of your podcast goes into the promo. So just make sure that um, you give a full name of the podcast at least a couple of times. 
the waves of tech is the down-to-earth tech podcast for you, your family, and your friends. We remove all the complicated, drawn-out explanations of technology and simply talk about how technology is influencing every element of our lives, from social media and the cloud to tweeting and mobile communication. We talk tech in a different way. So plug in your devices and listen as we get ready to ride the waves of tech. Definitely. But uh, I mean, what, what's the reason for repeating your podcast name? Why should you be doing that? Well, because if the listener likes your promo, they are likely to search out for it, right? So they need to know what to search for. True. But you've already given a call to action. So you've already said, you know, hmm. uh, find us by going to the audacity to podcast.com. Yeah, but you're saying that a listener might search for your podcast. I think so. Um, you know, certainly if it's something that I'm interested in, I would like to Google it, you know, see what others have to say about the podcast. Just research it a little bit more. I, I usually do that. It may not be something that everyone does, but, you know, there, there is a good percentage of people who do. Are you also a person that Googles for Google? <laughs> <laughs> what if no. someone's podcast name is exactly their domain name? So I do this with all of my podcasts. So. If I were to say, check out the Audacity to Podcast at theaudacitypodcast.com, is that wasting time? Should I just say, check out theaudacitypodcast.com? I don't think it is wasting time. I think it's important that you you emphasize it um, and you are clear with your audience that what that is the name of the podcast yeah. because they, they, they don't necessarily need to know it. But I think it helps if the name of your podcast is exactly the domain name that you have. So, mm. yeah, you are, Daniel, yeah. the Audacity to Podcast, the Audacity to Podcast.com. That works well. I mean, this is something from our own experience. I'm sure Isabella will agree with this. Uh, we've seen over the last two or three years with Music Radio Creative, um, I've always been one to be quite hot on the SEO of things and just, mm. you know, to be getting keyword searches. And we get a lot of really good keyword searches that are related to our business, um, you know, to do with jingles and, you know, uh, few podcast related terms, a few DJ related terms. Um, but now more and more, we're starting to see the words music radio creative rising. And I think it is our mm. second most popular keyword. And I mean, you know, years ago, it wasn't so popular. So you've got to remember over time, if you're in this for the, for the long term game, which, you know, hopefully you are, uh, over time, your podcast is going to be a, a popular search term. And, and you want to rank for that. It is. Well. But also, I will um, step in in here and, and actually say one thing. Very often when I work with podcasters, they are already established someone. Mm. So they do something there. Perhaps, um, you know, they have a store. They, they provide expertise on certain topic. Um, and they already have established domain. So I would never advise them to then go and purchase additional domain that is exactly like the podcast name because essentially that's confusing people because you know you've got the you you have yeah. the podcast um for example name um the music radio creative podcast but the website that you keep using is radio jingles podcast you know for example and it's radiojinglespodcast.com and then people land on your music radio creative page obviously it's just an, an analogy That's but it, yeah. people land on your music radio creative page um and they see everything related to music radio creative not radio jingles podcast Exactly. And so you don't want to confuse yeah. through that. And that's the reason why we, well, why I really wanted the podcast to be called the Music Radio Creative Podcast, because it, yeah. it fits in with, with the brand. So exactly. if you have a brand, yeah, absolutely try and fit that around your podcast. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think of a couple examples here that you're talking about, like Michael Hyatt, for example, has the podcast, This Is Your Life, and he never mm -hmm. tells anyone visit thisisyourlife.com. He tells them visit michaelhyatt.com because mm. This Is Your Life is part of his Michael exactly. Hyatt branding. So he's telling people his podcast name and then where to go. Or look at uh, John Lee Dumas from uh, mm. Entrepreneur on Fire, and very few people can spell entrepreneur. And so he's, <laughs> he might say something like, visit Entrepreneur on Fire at eofire.com. Yeah. Which makes it easy. Yeah. And I'd be interested, you know, how many people would be searching Entrepreneur on Fire or you know, EO Fire in, in Google and who would, how many people would be searching? This is your life. I would imagine a lot of people would search by the podcast name. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's important to, to consider when you name your podcast, make sure it's the, the name that you want to be known by. That's true. That's a very good point. Well, number nine. Point number nine. Silence. <laughs> you were supposed to be silent for a second longer there. <laughs> Real impact. Sorry. Point, point number nine. 
You see, now we've got the attention of the listener. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Silence. So uh, I guess that says it all, really, doesn't it? Mm. If you want to highlight a point, but this is uh, in the short form of a promo. Um, again, particularly going back to well-produced radio promos, which is the, the style of promo that we, we, we specialize in making. Um, they, they have a continuous beat and a continuous flow. And if you break that flow in any way, so if you, uh, in a lot of uh, music imaging promos that I would make it for radio stations, if you change the tempo of a song suddenly or change to a different genre of music, it can really disrupt the listener's attention. Um, but the very best way to get a listener's attention inside a 30-second promo is just to stop for one second. So the, the voice is talking, 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 the beat is going on, and then suddenly it stops, or it sounds like a record winding down, and then the silence, and then you come back, and then you tell them what they want to hear. That's a very good one, Mike. Number 10. Number ten. Be shareable. Kind of covered that a little bit earlier on. Yeah, but there's there's more to it. So um, what can you do with a, a podcast promo? Okay, it's great. You can send it to other podcasters. You can play it on your own podcast. Um, but you want to get the maximum amount of reach possible for this promo, especially if you're having it professionally produced and you're spending some money on this. You really want to get the maximum impact from that promo. Um, one tip I really like, which I haven't actioned yet, but I intend to, we have promos for Music Radio Creative, um, and they have promos that uh, we get asked by a lot of internet stations, you know, can we schedule these promos into our output? And, you know, we should be thinking about podcasters who might want to play those promos as well. And the, one of the best things you can do, really, is make your promo available as a singular download on your website. So offer a download button. Uh, you know, if you're a podcaster, even if you're an internet radio station, schedule us into your output. I would recommend having those downloads be the highest format possible, highest quality, like a wave yes. file even, because other podcasters will be compressing their audio down to MP3. So it's best to give them the highest quality possible so that they're not recompressing already compressed audio. That's a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. WAV is it's one of the key points. I mean, that's that's how we work, isn't it? A music radio creative, keeping everything as high as possible, because if you're producing it multiple times, then eventually you, you lose that quality, don't you? And we've, Absolutely, uh, we've yeah. seen that on numerous occasions with certain pieces of audio. Mm. So um, uh, as well as uh, making it available to download, also I would say share it out to places, you know, popular places like SoundCloud, like Spreaker, like Audioboo. Uh, and from there, you can often share it to Facebook and have it play in the Facebook stream. Mm. That's particularly good if, uh, you know, as f Facebook is one of those things that you're dipping in and out of every few minutes or every half hour, sorry, every, every, every hour, every, twice a day. Twice. You know, I just had a thought. <laughs> I just had a thought and it's not on our notes. So it's, it's something um, just came to me now. Um, why do podcasters not contact internet radio stations to, to share their content on, on internet radio? I think so many internet radio stations just seem like they don't quite have the appeal. I know I've been contacted by several, but mm. I, I see no stats. I get no information from them and they really don't seem that popular. So I think it, in some way it might be the perception of how many people are actually listening to this and how can I track this? Maybe the other side is people yeah. just don't think of it. But do you have to track it? I mean, you know, it, it is additional audience. So does it really ma matter in any way? It doesn't really. If you know, if you had 10 listens, 20 or 300, I mean, you will notice a spike of traffic to your website undoubtedly if there is going to be a good amount of listeners on that radio station, but it really surely can't harm. Yeah, it depends on the amount of work, I guess. If it's someone has to upload their audio file manually somewhere and type up a whole bunch of information separately, they can't just copy and paste, then it starts to become maybe more trouble than it's worth. Hmm. But on the other side, maybe it's worth it if you can reach more people and you are promoting your own content within the podcast, like telling people how to get to your website. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, a promo is such a good opening for that as well, because you can simply contact a number of internet radio stations, which, by the way, are really hungry for a good content. They really are. Um, and, you know, just, just send a promo and say, hey, if you're interested, this is where you can download my episodes. Feel free to play them on your radio station. But I think the thing with internet radio is that um, it's it's still kind of off the moment, isn't it? Whereas Podcasting is something you can download and listen to at will. So 
you're not necessarily you have to be there at a time and place to hear that promo or that that podcast episode that's being played on the internet station. But it doesn't matter. It really, truly doesn't matter mm. because you are getting additional audience you wouldn't have otherwise. So there is absolutely no harm for you to at least share it. One, one thing I would say about internet radio from from my experience of it. Now, it's absolutely, uh, there is no question about it. There are some really, really successful internet radio stations out there that are doing you know really well. I, I mean, how they're doing financially, mm. whether they're attracting advertisers, I don't know. But I'm I'm absolutely sure there are some channels that are doing that. Um, I had an experience uh, last last year, 2012, of setting up and, and running an online station. And one thing I will say is if you get it submitted to all the correct online directories and you promote it well, you will get a, a real stream of, of good traffic to your internet station from all around the world. But how highly that traffic converts and how targeted it is and how good, uh, what, you know, the, you know what I'm saying, Daniel, the quality of that traffic is questionable. Right. Yeah. I can understand mm. that. Well, I will still argue that there is no harm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I do kind of a similar thing right now with the Audacity to Podcast, that most of the people who listen to the Audacity to Podcast or any of my other podcasts are getting it through my own RSS feed in some program of their choice. But I am also publishing some to SoundCloud, to Spreaker. I'll be on Audioboo very soon and certain other outlets like this where I do have to upload my audio to someone else. But yeah. I do see small audiences building there. And I see that small number, even if it's just something like 10 people, I see that number as these are 10 people who might not have found me otherwise, but I went to where they were already and I'm sharing my content. And in my podcast, I always keep in mind that not everyone listening is already subscribed to me, but also a majority of the people are. So I don't hammer down the point, please subscribe, but I do let people know how they can subscribe if they aren't already. Yeah, mm. I think that's true. And I think getting your, your podcast in as many places as you possibly can is a really good idea. And another thing actually that you, you can do if you've got an audio promo is to put it on YouTube. But I'm really, really against just uploading audio to YouTube without an actual visual element to it. Um, so whether you have motion graphics designed to match your promo or one thing, I mean, I really want to do this, but again, it's, it's having the time and making the time to do this every week. Um, but one thing I would love to do for the music radio creative podcast is get a camera on Isabella and I, and I know you're it's not, not the biggest fan of this, Isabella, <laughs> literally sitting, uh, the way you do it, Daniel, when you, when you live stream, you've got a camera pointing at you. I mean, you could easily do this at the end of your podcast. You could just keep that camera running. You could read, you could start your donut playing and, and play the audio. And then you could come in, you could read what's coming up in the next episode. Um, you make some really high quality promo videos. I've seen, I think I, I saw one for your Audacity webinar before and you, you were using a DSLR camera. So it was really high quality. Um, you know what to do with the graphics as well. So that looks good. If you can do something like that inside 30 seconds using your podcast audio and talking about your podcast and upload it on YouTube, I think there is a, a huge amount of people on 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 YouTube that can discover you. I think this is a, a massive place to be, and if you can promote your podcast on there, then I think you're you're going to be winning. That's a very good point, Mark. I could see that becoming very viral, especially for comedy podcasts, because if you make a funny video, which your promo for a comedy podcast, I think, should be funny. But if you mm. make a funny video, people might want to share it, and here it's a promo for your product in a sense just like all of the commercials out there that people are always resharing are funny people want to share them because they're funny and they're actually advertising someone's product exactly and i think this is a topic for a, another podcast or a blog post at some point um but uh if you watch youtube now uh, many of the sponsor channels they have pre-rolls that are playing um, and those pre-rolls are designed to be really engaging so that you don't stop watching them. And I don't know if Google has changed its advertising policy recently, but I know certainly um, when I last looked into it, if somebody doesn't play, uh, you, you, anybody can have, can put the, place their video on, on YouTube as an advertisement uh, and pay through the Google AdWords uh, interface. And if somebody does not watch that video all the way to the end, uh, from what I understood previously, you do not pay for that impression. Mm -hmm. So you can potentially make a podcast promo and you can take out, you can put, uh, dedicate a small budget of your Google AdWords to video advertising and, you know, potentially gain some new people that way. Oh, nice. I never thought of doing that. That, wow, that would be awesome. <laughs> it's really cool. I did it with, um, I've got a few motion graphics videos for our, our jingles. 
Um, and I, I did some advertising. And again, I'm not sure if this is still the case. And it, it may not be the case after it goes out on your podcast and lots of people start doing it. But uh, um, the clicks are actually really or have mm-hmm. historically been really cheap for YouTube impressions. Much, much cheaper than pay-per-click for keywords and other bits on AdWords. Sorry, I'm getting really geeky. Now. <laughs> so if I had a video on my YouTube channel that is about Adobe Audition and yeah. I enable advertising Don't on that, that. B- video. <laughs> I enable advertising on that video. Uh, monetization, actually, as YouTube calls it. So YouTube yeah. can place whatever ads there. And you've uploaded your promo to YouTube and marked it as an ad. And you're paying Google in order to promote that. It's very possible that your promo for your content or whatever promo you made could appear before my video because I've enabled the ads on my video. Exactly right. And actually, the targeting is is really accurate on YouTube. I mean, I, I don't know how, how much you use it, Daniel, but uh, I have a YouTube account that I upload all of my tutorials to, but I also watch YouTube videos on there, so it's getting a really good understanding of the videos I like to watch. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's scary. Every time I open the YouTube app on my iPad, it's like the first three suggestions are like, oh, that's a video I want to watch. That's a video I want to watch. <laughs> and like, I've never heard of those videos, but they look really good. I will also add, as a little bit of a teaser, really, but um, we as a Music Radio Creative are going to be adding the video service to, to our list Actually, that's different. the first time we've announced that anywhere. I know. Wow. <laughs> nice. Breaking we news. Actually, <laughs> yes, we actually do have um, a, a team of really very good um, video graphic uh, designers. Motion graphic um, designers, yeah. And, uh, yeah, if, if you are looking On for standby, something like it's, that. It's a product in the making at the moment. But it is. But we it, see YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, online video as the future. Obviously, audio is very important and it's always going to be popular, especially podcasting. It's always going to be existing and very popular audio podcasting. Um, but introducing the video element and having an easy way of having a, a video promotion made, I think is, is going to be the future for many audio podcasters. I will definitely be interested in that as a service for myself because I've talked with people. I need a nice video intro for the videos that I'm putting out there because it's very easy for an audio podcaster, I think, to make their own intro. Yeah, it doesn't sound absolutely amazing as if they'd gone to theaudacitypodcast.com slash MRC and hired you guys, but (laughs) they can do something. But on a video, it's a lot harder to make something that really looks good. And so mm, I think really that'll is. be a great service. Will that, when you launch it, will that be at musicradiocreative.com? It will indeed. Yes, yeah. very soon. So yeah. it's, it's a, um, it's a work in progress, but it's, it's happening very soon. If, if you are looking to, to get something that done pretty much straight away, you can still get in touch. It's something we can start working on now. And the best way that you can be informed about that is just to, um, you'll see it. It's very obvious when you get to the website, just put your name on our mailing list. Yeah. Great. Mm. So point number 11, which is the, the last one and, and a bonus. I'm still enthused on video. I want to talk more about video. <laughs> Mike, we wouldn't stop today if we would let you go on anymore. It's very exciting. Just one, one thing I'll leave you with, though, on the, using Google AdWords to um, put your video adverts out there, is they have about four different ways of your videos appearing on YouTube. Uh, one of them is sponsored results uh, when you do a search. So if it's a keyword search, your video will appear uh, they can appear down the right-hand side as well. They can appear as uh, three different suggested videos at the end. Those can be paid for places. Um, but one of my favorite and most effective uh, ways to, to actually advertise your video is is the pre-roll. If you can get the pre-roll, like you say, I, I could be showing up on, on Daniel's channel. I could be on all different relevant channels promoting my content. So, yeah, just One just question on that. Do you know about how much that costs per click? I'm just looking at uh, my AdWords account now. So if you want a, a, a little tutorial on how to do this, if you already advertise on AdWords, uh, if you go down the left-hand side, there is um, a tab called All Video Campaigns that you should have. And this is where you can set up these campaigns. And they really are good. Um, this is this is mind-blowing, right? So I've, got, I've currently got two campaigns running, and they've been running for maybe about a year now. I've just left them running in the background. And I am paying 20 pence a day on each of those campaigns. And in the last 30 days, I have had 700 views of my video. 
20 and pence in 20 American pence. dollars. <laughs> That's around 20 40 cents. cents. No, oh, no, it's a, no, no, it's around 27, 30 cents. Oh, there you go. 30, 30, so 30 cents a day combined. And uh, again, to give you an idea of that, over 30 days, I have spent uh, 12 quid. So that's, sorry to use the quid. Around that's $18. $15, $18. Yeah. $15, $18 in 30 days. And I have had, oh, it says here, grand total, 712 views of my video. So I think that is really good value for money. Nice. Yeah, that would be awesome for podcasters to do that. And especially get a professional sounding audio promo and video promo, which you'll be able to check out from Music Radio Creative. There you go. Well, point number 11 was really something we have briefly touched on earlier on, and that's uh, copyright. Uh, so just ensuring that uh, when you do get any music or any sound effects, sound bites, anything that you do use in your promo, just make sure that um, that the copyright that you are buying is relevant to the use you are planning to get. And especially if you are planning, then, you know, use it in the video. Um, some of, if not majority of the royalty free sites has an, an exclusion and says, well, you can't use it in video projects. It has to be audio only or. You mentioned that earlier as well. I did. Bit, yes. Like don't go sticking like Madonna's latest track into your podcast. No, and no, you, you can't do that. And well, sadly, I have heard many people who do that and they don't realize the implications it potentially can have. It also shows that, that you are, um, Really not professional, in, in my opinion, unless you really genuinely know Madonna and she has given you permission uh, to, to use the track, I really would stay clear. Mike and Isabella, this has been some great content. Can you remind us just one last time before we go, what are these elements of podcast promos? Well, the first one is a clear call to action. So visit Daniel's website at theaudacitytopodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> promo length make it um relevant to the audience make it perhaps in few different lengths 10 15 30 seconds 45 seconds number three audio clips of your podcast try and include them what are your best bits time stamp your best bits as you do them if you record live and get those highlights uh recorded sent off to a producer or get them yourself and cut them down to very short clips that you can insert into a donut style promo Use professional voice talent to brand the promo. Point number five, think about music choice. So match it to your listener and don't just pick a song that you like, but really think about what you're going to be using in your promo and try and make it exactly the same as you use on your podcast intro. Make it easy for yourself to create the promo, create a donut and insert the best bits in between the um, promotional tags. Point number seven, keep it clean. You don't have to keep it clean, but to reach the widest and largest audience possible, keep it clean. Make sure to mention the name of your podcast, even if it is the same as the domain name. Point nine. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Point ten. Be shareable. So make sure um, that the promo is easy to be um, reached and shared. Some good places to put it on SoundCloud, Spreaker, Audio Boo. And consider video, YouTube, and YouTube advertising via the Google AdWords interface. And bonus, 11? And the number 11, um, make sure to have relevant copyright on the music or any sound bites that you use in your promo. And if you work with us, we cover that all for you, so you don't need to worry about anything. Fantastic. <laughs> so Mike and Isabella, imagine someone, a podcaster out there, is so excited about their podcast promo now that they want to create one, but they don't want to create it themselves. You've given a lot of great tips here for podcasters to create it themselves, but they want to hire Music Radio Creative to do it for them. So can you give me a rough price guess for, let's say, a 30-second donut-style promo? I'm providing my own music that I have the license for, and I want uh, some brief intro and outro Maybe a couple voices you're free to uh, be creative on if it's one voice or a couple professional voices. But what rough price range would a podcaster be looking at? Prices start from £60 up. So £60 is more or less, what, $80, $90. Now, I want to emphasize that it is a very lengthy process to select the best bites. 
for you. So it, it is going to be for a 30 seconds of actual material. What if it the would podcast be- has already decided their best bits and they say, right, you know, uh, this clip at 30 minutes, this clip at 25 minutes? Well, if that's the case, they are going to pay just essentially just for the, the voice branding and the cost of actual production of the piece. So um, the price would be probably starting from £50, uh, which is around $70. Um, but um, it, it would make it much quicker for us, which means much cheaper for you. Um, but it would depend on, on the actual uh, branding. Like full service or whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. So if, if you do want someone to actually find the best bits for you, just send the material through. Um, and we will have the price determined per um, 30 seconds of actual audio that we, we take out of the audio that's you send through. Also, it's worth to say that, you know, standard uh, productions usually include one voiceover artist. Yeah. You can have more than one. You can have two. You can have three if you want. Um, and something else I'd mention is that uh, you have painstakingly uh, traveled. Well, I wish I could say you traveled the world to find the best voice artists <laughs> around the world, but it, it's all online. So. But we have voice artists living in virtually every corner of the world we do. Uh, with many different accents. We're still uh, increasing our portfolio, but we're not um, necessarily a voice talent agency. No. Uh, we're more of a sort of full experience company. So yeah. it's like whatever you want. We can bring it to you and really simply, there's none of this going back and forward and everything. It's just like you can order it online and you can have it. Awesome. So for about the price of a microphone, you can get a great promo and it's an investment in one's podcast really to get this promo because it can be something that can last a long time and help grow the audience. So it's definitely a good investment. It is, and we can produce it in the in a way of a donut that Mike has mentioned before. So, if you want to essentially insert other best parts in the future and refresh to yourself, we we can give you a full possibility to do that. So, it's it's very straightforward to do. At, at first, when I heard about Music Radio Creative and Mike, you had contacted me uh, about some stuff with the Audacity to Podcast. My initial perspective was. Really, this is kind of bringing the radio approach into podcasting, and does it need to be that kind of mix? And I know we'll get into a lot of this, but from the start, what would you say is the main thrust of why Music Radio Creative exists and the service and what you your purpose is for podcasters out there? I think it all started with with my passion, Daniel, uh, back in around 2004 when I was still working heavily in radio. Uh, like you say, uh, I come from a radio background and have always enjoyed producing audio bits and sound bites and making things sound good. And then really it was Isabella. You came in. It's, it's the it's what uh, entrepreneurs often call the uh, the ba- is it the baby syndrome when you have a baby on the way and you really want to make something work. And we started working together. And I mean, you've really taken the business up a notch, haven't you, Isabella? Maybe you can talk about how it's evolved to introduce podcasting and uh, mm. and audio for podcasting. Well, Mike's background was always radio, so that's how he started, and that's how the company initially started. Our main um, client pool was really radio. Um, then with time, we added DJs. We, we still do a lot of business with DJs. And then when podcasting uh, started to surface, we started to also cater for podcasters. And I guess really to answer your question, Daniel, is um, we try to give the professional um, approach that well we, we all the podcasters learn from radio because that essentially is a form of a radio show we sure try I to agree with you i, I don't i don't think podcasters <laughs> learn from radio no, I, no, think, but I think I'm... radio can learn a lot from podcasting well that's true also but to answer daniel's question um essentially we try to give that professional sound that radio is known for yeah. to the podcasters and i i think that is probably the the most um accurate answer really absolutely and an mm. extra point i would just add is that I'm I'm a geek, and when I met uh, a bunch of podcasters at New Media Expo uh, this year, I thought, "Crikey, this is this is my crowd." <laughs> <laughs> I certainly agree. I think many podcasters have been inspired by radio. I know that that was one of the things that inspired me to get into podcasting because I would listen to drive time radio in the mornings on my hour and a half long commute to work. And the talk shows, and of course, most of it's commercials nowadays, but I I thought this would be cool to do. It would be neat to do, but I could never be on the radio. I have no idea how I could ever do something like this. And that's around the time podcasting came out. So it's an awesome way that people have been inspired by radio. And Mm. you're enabling people to bring that level of quality to their podcast and production quality. 
Definitely. And I think, Is you've probably got an opinion on that, on the way that podcasting is developing and has developed over time. It's, it's getting a better branding to it, better sound to it overall. And I think, you know, it's, it's great. I think it, in a way it's better than radio because I mean, radio does on demand stuff, but podcasting, it's there forever. I, I think also that uh, podcasters are slowly bringing back the old radio that people really kind of have that sort of sentiment for. And I think exactly. And that's the personality because I think that has disappeared over years now in radio and at the moment as you Daniel said it's very commercialized it's all you know full of rules and regulations what can you say what you can't say and with podcasters it's it's back to basics it's back to what that radio show should be um and it, it was you know a long time ago Mike and Isabella Russell thank you so much for joining me thank Love you Daniel it. very very much enjoyed it This has been some great information from Mike and Isabella Russell. Please check out their service, Music Radio Creative, by going to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash MRC. That stands for Music Radio Creative. And check out their services for all kinds of audio branding. They can do your intro, your outro, your audio promos, and then their upcoming video promo services. I'm pretty excited to see what they can do there. So check them out at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash MRC, or you can use these tips that they gave to produce your own audio promos, whatever program you're using, Audacity, Audition, or anything like that. Use these tips as a starting point to know what your promo needs to cover and how you can produce that in, in the best way possible. You can get all these tips again and review them at your convenience in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 141. And please let me know what you'd like me to cover in a future episode of The Audacity to Podcast. You can ask questions or send your feedback by emailing feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. Or you can also leave a comment on the show notes or send a voice message through the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com. I'm available for one-on-one consulting, website design, setting up your podcast for you, and all kinds of things to help you podcast with success. Please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash consulting if you're interested in hiring me, and I'd love to work with you. And follow me on Twitter at TheRamanNoodle. And now that we have given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools. It's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-nominated and award-winning podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like you can theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time and our new podcast Once Upon a Time in Wonderland and Under the Dome. You can learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life. You can laugh with our clean comedy. You can get movie reviews that teach critical thinking. You can build a Christian worldview and more at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com.